0: What's the matter with you? Are you crazy? Why, out of all of the godforsaken shitholes in Mexico, do we have to meet here? One place is just as good as another. You've never been here before.
1: Ah, Joe, by it a couple times.
2: It's a rowdy place.
1: It's on the middle of nowhere. There'll be no cops. And it's open from dusk till dawn. Hey, didn't you say you want to meet in the morning? <laughs> Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or best left in the past. I'm Tristan.
2: And I'm Greg. We are back again with a bonus, 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 bonus vampire episode.
1: Yeah. We're doing something a little bit different this week because uh, if you heard the last eight seconds of the last episode, we're working on our 200th podcast episode. Did I say 200th weird? Maybe I did. I've had three beers. And it's late on a Friday night. Wow, indeed. You said it, Greg. Uh, so to give us a bit of space to make that episode as epic as it needs to be, we're re-releasing a little classic film called uh,
2: From, til From Dawn. Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> I, got,
1: this. I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> uh, which is Wait, how long ago did we do this one, Ooh,
2: Greg? I think it was back in um, another time. Yeah. <laughs> a time. Somewhere between now and 2018. Yeah. Who knows? He's somewhere in the middle. It's a while ago now.
1: It was a while ago. Uh
2: but hey, you don't get much more vampire-y than the second half of this movie. God damn right.
1: Yeah, the first half less so. But you know, it's coming and it's good and uh, fucking classic. Uh does our episode about it hold up?
2: Let us know. Let us know. Maybe it's best left in the past. Like um, best left in the past like Quentin's treatment of Salma's feet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's pretty gross that. Easy. He is a feet man. <laughs> he really, really is. He's a feet man. He's a feet man. Um, so, yeah, I guess with that, we'll uh, transition you over into the past. Yeah.
2: Enjoy. <laughs> so, Greg, Way, We're going back to the 90s, mid-90s, 1996. 1996.
1: Oh, before we get Before in. we do... <laughs> Something we keep meaning to do every bloody week, and we don't. A couple of shout outs to um, those who have left reviews at the top of the show because otherwise we'll forget. Shout out to Adrian Payne from Melbourne, Australia. Richie, Richie, Rich, 1979. Ooh, keep going. Median Enigma. Jo- uh, from Australia. Jordan mm. Ray from the United States of America mm. from mm. 30%. Avs Chohan from uh, Great abs. Britain. Birdie Demon Blimey. from Australia. Denaliu from Australia. Zimmy6955 from Australia. Keep going. On 2007 from Australia. A lot of Australia this time around. That sweet homepage mm. action, perhaps. Perhaps. Hesk from Australia. Anya Hesk. I think those those are the most recent ones. Ah, beautiful. Yeah, we'll give shout outs more consistently because we appreciate it. Thank you.
2: We do, and it helps with the algorithms. Yeah, helps us uh, beat the Apple. Yeah, it helps us grow our friends of the show, so one day we can make forty dollars a month of ads. Yeah, which we would then take and procure our own ads, mm. and thus creating a cycle of ads. Cycle of ads, because the world needs ads. Ads. Ad goes in. Ad comes out. Yeah. Ad goes in. Ad, ads. ad comes out. My landlord likes ads. (laughs) Really? It facilitates payment of his bill.
1: Ah, of course, because we both work in ads. Ads. Yeah. Ads. (laughs) This program brought to you by ads. (laughs) (laughs) Not actual ads, just the concept of ads. Ads, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Love it. (laughs) That and. Oh,
1: and while you're at it, leave us a review if you haven't already. It's a review. That's till dawn. That's till dawn. 1996. From Dusk Till Dawn. From Dusk Till Oh,
2: is it? Yeah. I've been calling it Dusk Till Dawn like uh-huh. a fool. I just write from. it in my
1: notes. But yeah, Dusk Till Dawn is, I guess, the conversational way mm. I've been saying it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: yeah. 1996. Can I just tell you my research I found out a lot about 1995? <laughs> and then I realised this film came out in 1996. Yeah. So I had to pivot, Tristan. Yeah, I had, pivot. I had to pivot.
1: You're good at pivoting. well It's like a Greg way.
2: And a little Gregway. Now, fortunately, every year there is a uh, a vast amount of nostalgia for us to tap into. Yeah. So this year, 1996, we're going to talk a little bit about the icon that is Elmo. 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 Uh, Because it was the release of Tickle Me Elmo, Tristan, were you a big street? Sesame Street. Sesame Street fan?
1: Not at that point. Was Elmo, like, new? I don't think I had Elmo. I think, think he Elmo. was
2: next gen. Yeah. Because, yeah, same.
1: I think my brother had it to tickle me Elmo. Yeah. So he would have been six years old then. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that stacks up. Yeah. It's a creepy little fucker.
2: Yeah. It was, it kind of transcended everything. Pre-internet though.
1: But well, well what I
2: hadn't realised that this was, I mean, I knew it was a big thing but it was quite insanely big. Yeah. And it, it basically became a Christmas toy. Yeah. So it was released in time for Christmas. They, they didn't predict um, how big it was going to be mm. by any means. Um, and I think the company that was actually creating it at that point, which was Tyco Toys, they actually sold either the rights or the whole company before that summer actually hit. Fuck. Christmas summer here. That Christmas hit. So they didn't actually ever see the fruits where they weren't able to hold on to this oh, that's legacy. Painful. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the guy it's that like, sold Victoria's Secret for. Oh, is that the rapper too? It's yeah. like
1: the original drummer of the Beatles leaving. Mm. Also, if you hear a little crackling, it's because my dog is eating something. It's
2: an, it's an open fire where. Oh, that too. Uh, and, a, and a dog eating it. <laughs> Get the cows here. Yeah, he's eating a cow's here. So, yes, every year they've basically released a new one. So it's like, what's it going to be this year? They've had. Uh, Rock and Roll Elmo, Chicken Dance Elmo, Hokey Pokey Elmo, TMX Elmo, Smelly Elmo. Elmo. (laughs) If you can find a cheaper Elmo anywhere, (laughs) foggy. Nice. Uh, Yes, Um, and Tickle Me Elmo being the best selling of all time. Hmm. Did you have a Tickle Me Elmo? Maybe not, because you Uh, probably maybe would have been a little bit older. Twelve. No, I mean like you, our friends of the show. Oh, I was speaking to the fourth. Microphone. <laughs> I got that Next. right, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I'm, I'm learned. <laughs> so that is all I had for 1996. Now there is a bit of a common thread there.
1: Um, like a little monstery type creature. Uh, mm-hmm. Animatronics perhaps. Well, big ear for, for little Elmo's that uh, Elmo. are ticklish. Big year for movies too. We've done 1996 a couple of times. Um, with Jerry Maguire most recently It was also the year of Romeo and Juliet Which was a film we were supposed to do with the wives mm-hmm. of the show That we never got around to
2: Yes Which
1: we will That was we their will. pick They want to do Romeo and Juliet together
2: Which is good because we can sing all the Quindon Tarver songs out of key
1: Yeah, yeah We're really good at
2: that Yeah, yeah
1: Yeah um, Mars Attacks was that year Which is one I really want to revisit Because I feel like I didn't get it then But uh-huh. I might love it now Based
2: on the cast alone Oh yeah
1: Well it's got everyone
2: Mm. Yeah. Every one. <laughs>
1: Everyone. The Birdcage. Ah. Francis Ford Coppola's Jack. <laughs> what is that? That's when, how weird is that? That's when Robin Williams played a kid that looked old. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a Francis Ford Coppola movie. Oh, well, clearly. Isn't that weird? It's very weird. I did learned that recently because I'm quite learned myself. Mm. Fargo, mm. Happy Gilmore, Kingpin. Um, Top ten, number one movie of the year was Independence Day, number two, Twister, number three, Mission Impossible, number four, The Rock, number five, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Number six, Ransom. Number seven, 101 Dalmatians. Number eight, The Nightly Professor, which we've done before. Number nine, Jerry Maguire. Number ten, Space Jam, which we're pretty overdue to do. But there's only one movie that could come in at number 68, and that, of course, is From Dusk
2: Till Dawn. Number
1: 68. Number 68. Good on them. I mean, to be fair, I didn't even realise this was released in cinema. But apparently it was. Uh, with a budget of $19 million, it had a return. A gross worldwide box office of $59.3 million. So not bad. It made dough. It made dough. It made
2: bank, bro.
1: Yeah, it made bank. I think it was quite polarising for, for <laughs> critics and audiences alike. I bet
2: it was. Yeah.
1: The critic score on Rotten Tomatoes is 63%. The audience score... But was this a big one for you back in 1996 or in the years that followed?
2: Uh yes. Thank you for the the latter part of that question. An important (laughs) distinction, I would say. It is. Um because yeah, I mean this definitely this was this was a cool movie. Yeah, it was. Um I didn't say it I didn't yeah, I didn't even know it was a movie until maybe like three years later, earliest. Yeah, same. So it was a definitely a video shop one, but I remember When I first saw it, I remember the people I was watching it with being amazed that I'd never heard of it because it was like their third or fourth time watching it. Oh, right. So I was like, you haven't heard of *Dust Till Dawn. Um, Didn't you know that it's directed by two directors or it's written by two directors and that's why it changes so much halfway through? Yeah, which is not entirely true. Which is actually not the case. Uh, Is that a Mandela effect perhaps or just You can see why
1: they would think that Mm. but – it's not true.
2: It's not true. <laughs> um, so, it, yeah, it was, uh, was a big one. Cheech's monologue at the, as the Spuruica outside the Diddy Twister was uh, fairly loved and heavily recited by uh, a yeah. group of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for, well, for a number of years. <laughs> How about you?
1: Uh, very similar. Very similar story there. Uh, probably a couple of years later because I think for me it was a DVD era and this is one of those movies that's a DVD staple. Like yes, right up there with Fight Club and Pulp Fiction. I had that and, in my notes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those ones. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the first time specifically that I saw it, but that, but, but why is that?
2: Um, why I don't know.
1: Yeah, I can't remember, but I watched it a lot and I liked it. I think it was there was a lot of talk, a lot of chat at that time. So we're
2: we talking film student Tristan. Yeah, yeah, stage? yeah. Squarely yeah. film student yeah. Tristan,
1: and it was a convergence of sorts because I was a fan of both Tarantino. And Rod- Rodriguez, mm. because um, there was a guy that I worked with, a big W, who was like a movie director guy, and he was sell. He sold me on El Mariachi and all that shit. Oh yeah, and so I was big into it. And so this was like, I can't remember the sequence of all these events, but it was ultimately like, I was into this. This is yeah. quite cool. Um, but I would have to say, out of for a movie that I was that into, I kind of just forgot about it and moved on pretty quickly. Yeah, okay. Like I, I didn't, I hadn't watched it in ages. Mm. Yeah.
2: Was George Clooney's neck tat as cool for you and your crew as it was for us? I thought it was lame then. I thought it was cool. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, a couple of years can be a long time in tribal tattoos. (laughs) So (laughs) I think I saw it after you, so maybe by that point. Yeah. I nearly nearly got a bad tribal tattoo. Did you? Yeah, when I got my my first tattoo and I just picked it off the wall. I was with Johnny Mm. and I was like, that one or that one. Ooh. And one, of, yeah, one was like just a, some random tribal thing, yeah, not like just a smaller version of that. <laughs> I'm, Man. I'm quite. That's why, that's why I'm still friends with Johnny because he saved me from that one time.
2: Yeah, what did he say? He
1: said I got a cool snake. <laughs> <laughs> <And> a snake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it says <laughs> to me. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was a big one for me, and then obviously Selma Hayek was in it. Oh well,
2: that's it's an important scene. Yeah. Um, should I get into the origin story? I think it's time for the origin story.
0: Origin story.
2: So,
1: strangely enough, this film didn't start with Tarantino, nor did it start with Robert Rodriguez. Ah. It started with another Robert by the name of Robert Kurtzman.
2: Ah, good pronunciation. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, sense of authority.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, he was like a prosthetic makeup slash effects artist guy. Oh, yep. He he worked at a company, well, him and some mates had a company called KNB EFX Group. They've worked at over 400 films and TV shows over the years. Wow. Everything from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Evil Dead 2. Keep going. Predator,
2: yeah. Wow.
1: Um, Gold Member. so I assume Fat Bastard is maybe his creation. The fat buses in the previous one. Anyway.
2: I eat because I'm sad and I'm sad because I eat.
1: <laughs> and evidently a lot of uh, Rodriguez stuff um, as the years went on and some Tarantino stuff too. Um, but he had this idea all of his own imagination. Uh, so he wrote up the idea, I guess a story <laughs> treatment.
2: Interesting mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and he wrote it up. He didn't write a full script. He just wrote up, I guess, a story.
2: Couple, a couple of scenes.
1: Yeah. Well, it's hard to tell. I couldn't find anything definitive on how much like was the two genre thing him or did that come later. I'm unsure, but he did actually cut together a trailer, which is pointless playing here because it's got no. It's just music on the audio, but I'll put it on Instagram, and it's based. The trailer is pretty much the getting ready scene with all, with all the weapons. Oh yeah, and every single weapon is the same, so it's like the the bullets with the crosses on it, and the water pistol, and the water bombs, and yeah. the
2: chainsaw. The gun with the baseball bat to make a cross there.
1: Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff, which is quite cool. And then the guy holding it looked very Reservoir Dogs-esque.
2: Mm-hmm, black suit. Yeah. 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 Tie. So very interesting. There's a
1: very specific vision. Was it vision. Michael Madsen?
2: Yeah.
1: Or it could have been. It could, could, have, could been have been a Vega brother. It's
2: Vega here.
1: Yeah. Now, he'd, he'd written the idea. I, I think he'd, I suppose he'd worked with Tarantino at some point. I believe he did. Um, the sequence of events here is hard to hard to totally understand, but he was involved in the ear-cutting scene in um, Reservoir Dogs. Yes. So I don't know if that's how they met or
2: what. I think it is. Yeah, okay. I think I picked up on that in some kind of article.
1: Right. Let's go with that. Okay, let's go with that. It's a fact now. Yeah. But he's like, hey, how about you write me a script here? Uh-huh. Turn this thing into a thing. Into a into a motion picture. Into a motion picture. And he was all about it. He was into it. And I think this is the only script that he's been like commissioned to write. Because I think everything else is like his own ideas and shit, right? Because even oh, yeah. True Romance, even though he, the other movies he didn't direct, he still wrote
2: them. He was just scribbling them down behind the desk at Blockbuster. Yeah, his own shit. So I think that's
1: – was at the very least it was the first? I don't know if it was the only, but I'm let's say it was. We're making facts here. And actually he didn't want to direct it. He had no interest in directing it. He uh, He says like usually when he writes a movie he's almost directing it in his head and this one he didn't have that. Yep. And he, he he was more interested, I think, in acting in it potentially, mm. um, you know, writing a character for himself where he gets to put feet in his mouth. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, uh, But he, he knew just who should. An mm-hmm. old friend of his named yeah. Robert Rodriguez.
2: Bobby the Gaze.
0: He said, I just met, you know, the guys who own the rights to Dustal Till Dawn and... Half of it takes place in Mexico and you're Mexican. You should direct it. I said, I direct it. If you if you play the the Richie character, we're doing four rooms together and it seemed like a great summer project for the next year. I remember it was like you'd be turning the page and then suddenly there were vampires. You were like, wait a minute.
1: I just had such a good time <laughs> with those characters and I was like, wow, this is just kind of a desperate hour story, but it's a damn good desperate hour story. And so I just kept delaying it and delaying it and and until finally, okay, well now that's the point of the movie now, all yeah. right? That it's two movies put together and you kinda of flip a switch
0: and
2: we don't uh, uh indicate it to the audience.
0: We were young filmmakers, we were really testing the boundaries. People would go, This is all wrong. It's two movies in one. After Pulp Fiction, everybody wanted to make it and they'd go, It's two movies in
1: one, it's fantastic. <laughs> it, was yeah. suddenly, it was suddenly That's the best part. Eh? You can imagine they try to shop this thing around pre Pulp Fiction and like, What the fuck are you guys Yeah? And after Pulp Fiction, we love it, two movies in one. Yeah.
2: Yay. We've talked about that in the Pulp Fiction episode and the impact that had on, on the indie film landscape. Absolutely. No one could get shit made and then after that everyone wanted a piece of the indie pie. Yeah.
1: Well, and then the idea of multiple, I don't know, well, this isn't multiple stories but you know what I mean, the old mm. mixy-matchies.
2: Mm. Yes, yeah, um, chuck it all in there in the blender there.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, from the way they were talking about it, I guess it does sound like that was a Tarantino thing to make it to two, two things. He referenced the film there, which I forgot the name of already. But apparently that that's like a Mickey Rourke movie. It sounds like it does a similar thing with the, with the twisties, yeah. the genre twisties. Um, yeah, at this point, Rod, Rodriguez was hot too. It's hot. There were a couple of hot directors. Yeah. Because he, he'd done... El Mariachi, which we'll, we'll get a bit more into his background later, but he'd done El Mariachi, which was the famously cheap movie, Seven mm-hmm. Grand he made it for. Seven Grand? Yeah. Um, another movie called Road Races, which I think was wow. was a TV movie. But then the the big one, Desperado in 1995, uh, and then he did work with Tarantino and a few other directors in that, that movie, Four Rooms, which I haven't seen, but we've actually had a few mm. requests for that. Mm. Uh, next game Cast, and you know what? Clooney was Clooney was the man. Yeah. He was the Seth Gecko they wanted. There were a few other names thrown around like Antonio Banderas, Steve Buscemi, Um, although I would argue he would have done better as the crazy brother. Mm. Uh, Tim he seems Roth. like
2: more of a Richie than a Seth.
1: Yeah, exactly. Tim Roth, Travolta, Walken, uh, De Niro yeah. all in there. But, you know, some, they always throw these names in there. No Madsen as far as, oh, this would have been good for Vega Brothers. Vincent Vega oh, yeah. and yeah, that yeah. would have worked.
2: Yeah. A, of, how is Red, how is how is Madson not? No, yeah, no, I don't know. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's
1: a valid point. Uh, interestingly, it was it was Rodriguez that wanted Clooney, mm-hmm. and it just so happened that what an eye, what an eye. Yeah, and it just so happened he's like, I want a little wobbly head action. <laughs> and it just so <laughs> happened that Tarantino was doing like a special guest. Directing of ER. ER, and serendipity ensued, and it was a, they all had a great little time there. Is that it?
2: I was surprised to read that Tarantino doing ER. I feel like I heard it at the time. Yeah. Like I think
1: it was a thing that ER did a few things. I don't know if this was the same. They did a live episode once. Yeah, apparently, right. I think they played around. They were quite innovative. Pssh,
2: pssh. Yeah, I guess it was a pretty big. It was a pretty big deal. The old ER
1: it was huge. I believe it was the number one. TV show in 1996. I support
2: your belief. Yeah. Um, so he was a big name. This was a big transition for him. Oh, his
1: first big movie. He'd technically been in movies but this was his first movie.
2: Pushing the boat out early, you would say. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely.
1: I think I think Rodriguez said something to him like, you can't go wrong, just if it's shit they'll blame me but at least it's interesting for you. It's a new audience. He's like, I'm in. wobble. Wobble. <laughs> Right out of the cast, you, you got Juliette Lewis. Uh-huh. She was already part of the Tarantino family, Natural Born Killers. Um, Harvey Keitel, already part of the Tarantino family with mm-hmm. all of the other movies. mm mm-hmm. um, Tarantino, as, as Richard Gecko, already part of the Tarantino mm-hmm. family in that it's yes. it's him. Yes, Selma Hayek, very much of the Rodriguez yes, family. Yes, she is. Um, and a bunch of other familiar faces we'll get into probably. In a and then the other kid,
2: later. he's not... Some kid. Some kid.
1: <laughs> I looked him up. He's just some kid. Yeah. He hasn't didn't, really done anything since. Yeah. He had a good run. Cool story to tell at bars.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I get eaten by vampires. Yeah. He cops it really, doesn't he?
1: Actually, that was that's a hardcore one. That was one that, that I, one of the things I remembered before Can the rewatch was that being yeah, probably the most fucked up part. Yeah, and I was yeah. I was dreading it the whole time. It's interesting. Mm.
2: What else you got?
1: That's all I got. So then they got all these people, put them in front of the camera. There
2: it said, "Action,
1: action, fish, <laughs> bash, bosh." You got yourself a movie at the rabbit party at the Diddy Twister. Yeah. Um, should we get into the trailer?
2: Yes, please. Everybody,
1: be cool. You, be
0: cool. Somewhere in the middle of nowhere, low profile. You understand the meaning of the words low profile? Sure. Huh of America's most dangerous criminals have taken hostages. What is this? It's called a punch. I want to ask you one question, and all I want is a yes or no answer. Do you want to live through this? Yes. Okay, ramblers, let's get rambling. One night is all that stands between them and freedom. This is my kind of place. But it's going to be one hell of a night. We might be in trouble. We are a bunch of fucking vampires out there trying to get in here and suck our fucking blood. Now, their only chance is to fight back. Holy- George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino, Juliette Lewis.
2: Welcome to slavery.
0: No, thanks. I already had a wife. From dusk till <laughs> dawn.
1: <laughs> a movie with this concept, is that not the stupidest trailer ever?
2: Uh, I was grappling with like, what a- the amount of detail given there.
1: I don't. I mean, it's a catch twenty two. To be fair, like, how do you market this movie? But also, don't give away that. Like, that's the most pure experience you can have is is watching it not knowing that it's mm. about to shift entirely. And I think if you're expecting a vampire movie, it might be boring for the first hour too. So it's a weird
2: get to the vampires. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, so as much as that did kind of tell us everything that <laughs> happened in that movie, I would love to hear your take, Greg.
2: I mean, yeah, it's it's hard, it's hard to add to that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no matter how bad your day can seem, it can always get worse. <laughs> Jacob Fuller is a man of God, pastor, until his wife is tragically taken from him in a car accident. Struggling to reconcile this tragedy with his religious beliefs, he puts down the collar, purchases a budget RV and takes his two teenage kids on a road trip. Mm. Now, while staying overnight in a budget motel, a fellow guest knocks at the door and asks to borrow some ice. As Jacob complies to this request, a second man appears with a gun. They take them hostage. Turns out these two men are Seth and Richie Gecko, brothers on the run from a bungled armed robbery that resulted in many casualties. Now, the gene pool in the gecko family points to God's sick sense of (laughs) humour. Seth is a handsome and cool individual and has a cool tattoo. (laughs) Richie looks like they were prepping the vampire face party a little too early in the script.
1: (laughs) Richie looks like Quentin Tarantino.
2: (laughs) He also has paranoid, schizophrenic uh, tendencies and he likes killing and raping people.
1: Yeah.
2: So they're taking hostages. Who's the real monster? Who is, <laughs> yeah. Mm, really makes you think. Yes. I like how they managed to make him look... They, Vampire (laughs) Tarantino's
1: head. It grows ten sizes. (laughs) But in the same proportion? It blocks out the sun.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's beautiful. So they're taken hostage in their RV with a plan to cross the border into Mexico where Seth and Richie would meet Carlos who would essentially, for 30% of all their dollary dues, take them to the criminal haven of El Rey. I think they should
1: negotiate.
2: Yeah, well, that was the question. (laughs) 30%. Uh, now, Jacob's pretty angry with the whole situation, but they threaten to kill his kids, so he'd play along. They make it over the border. They meet at the rendezvous point, which is a trucker and biker bar named the Teddy hmm. Twester. Uh, it starts out with a sexy, sexy Selma doing a dance, but it all goes down rapidly when, downhill rapidly when she sticks her foot in, in Tarantino's <laughs> mouth. Um, and then pours liquor everywhere. I think it's meant to be sexy. It is for him. (laughs) Yeah, I want you to put your foot right in my
1: mouth. Uh, Who wrote this again? (laughs) Oh, I did.
2: Yeah, that that was was just a top of your toe. Can you get it all in there? (laughs)
0: Uh,
2: So it turns out it's a vampire bar. Most of them die. It's not really a love story.
1: It's really not. Yeah, Uh, that's the one time we don't get to use that sound. Shame. It's just, Maybe it's a love, it's a love story, story between, between Tarantino, Tarantino and, and, feet. and Selma's foot. Yeah, yeah well, there's, there's a few feet. Well, it's interesting, isn't yeah, it? it? Because is. one thing I didn't put in the origin story was him writing himself into the movie literally for the feet action or he just wrote the movie and said, you know what, I should play Richie. Just, uh, <laughs> I am Richie. I, I am Richie. He's also, he plays a good psycho. Um, but, you know, it's a, everyone, everyone knows Tarantino has a foot thing. Which is what we're getting at here. Every movie there's like some some voyeuristic foot shot. And this one is really the most extreme. Man. And it's written by him and he's playing the character and it's Selma Hayek's foot in his I mouth. I
2: never noticed the foot in uh, previous uh, viewings. She I've
1: fucking, always I've he always deep thought
2: her foot. Yeah.
1: And I, I've always thought like, well, you, if you if you point it out it's pretty hardcore, yeah. Like if you if you I always thought if you're looking for it, sure, why not? But I never thought of it as that Big of a deal, like, but in this, squad, it really it's, quite,
2: it's fucked up. <laughs> it really is, it's, like, and it's annoying because, like Selma Hayek in this scene, is it's like one of the sexiest scenes in cinema. I
1: think feet are not sexy generally, and no I mean judgment for people who think they are, but each their own. For me, I, uh,
2: it's, no. She, it kind of it, it takes away from. There's many what, other things. What is a great thing? Yeah, <laughs> many other things. There's many other things. well How, how was alert. the rewatch for you? Uh, look, I enjoyed it. I, I did. I think. It lost a bit of the appeal and the excitement that it, that it had for me when I first watched it. Mm. Um, and I did watch it quite a bit back then. I think, yeah. that, you know, to your point, um, it was in the essential must-have male DVD collection. Yeah. So Look how
1: interesting I am DVD collection.
2: Correct. <laughs> yes, this is um, Rodrigo's and Tarantino. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, interestingly I thought the absurdity of the first half dated worse than the absurdity of the second half. Oh, interesting! Like they were kind of
1: well, the tattoo and such.
2: Uh, a tattoo and just the whole shebang that is blowing shit up and killing people everywhere, and then they don't get caught. You know, they manage to smuggle themselves. How do they all fit into the little toilet to get through the border there? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, the foot thing was weird.
1: There were a few things in that. There were a few things in that first half that weren't super logical. I had a few moments like that too, and then I was mm-hmm. like. Shut up Tristan, get on board. Yeah, Yeah. get on board. But I overall, I loved it, man, because I was thinking as you were saying, while I didn't have the magic of the first watch, sitting right beside me was wife of the show, Mm. Ara, and she had never seen it nor heard of it before. (laughs) So I was really excited in watching her watch it. So I think that brought back some of that initial excitement too. And it made me hyper-conscious of all the things like – yeah, I was really getting like the anticipation was really high for when it's going to change.
2: Yeah, and I, was, I, I found was, that annoying though. Carol's like, where's the vampires? <laughs> Why saying, don't the vampires look the same? <laughs> None of them look the same. Why is that what I write?
1: Yeah. That was my Carol. Uh, yeah, that was my Carol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so had she seen it or heard of it? Uh, not. I mean she hadn't seen it. Did she know it was going to be vampires? Oh, yeah, she was like, where are the vampires? I think I had told her. Yeah, uh, Okay. I, I think she so, knew of it. Yeah, I was I'm watching sure it. So I was basically, I put it on thinking, Ara's ah, not, it. she's seen it, she's not interested in this, whatever. And I put it on. So she didn't even know the name. And she just saw something that looks very Tarantino esque because mm. the first half. Yeah. And she just started watching it with me. She's like, what's this? And I was, ah, Dustin' whatever.
2: From Dustin' Well,
1: yeah, I was like, not giving her the full picture, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, playing it cool, and I just got so excited watching it, and yeah, yeah, I think that probably re-energized the viewing for me. But I loved it, and like I guess even the first half is still a bit kitschy, I suppose, but a different kind of kitschy. And I guess I was more like now. I mean, I thought I was you know a fan then or whatever, but I feel like I probably know both Tarantino and Rodriguez more now. Mm. And I felt like the first half, like to be fair to your mates in high school or whatever. It does feel like Tarantino directed the first half. Mm, feels you know, like a Tarantino he movie. He was yeah. definitely channeling it. Yeah. But yeah, all that stuff like hit me a bit more, and the just the balls of it all to to do the movie that way. It was a lot longer yeah. than I thought. Like the the it was almost exactly an hour before anything yeah, weird, I checked. weird happened. Did you? Yeah, do, yeah. <laughs> I kept checking. Yeah, which was way longer than I thought.
2: Yeah. Um, I feel. Yeah. If anything, we'll probably talk a little bit about it. But I felt the last bit was kind of. It was really short. Yeah. yeah Just, shorter than I, I don't know, like perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. It was
1: It was really interesting. Um, I for, totally forgot Kelly Preston was in this. Yeah. 100%. <laughs>
2: and John Saxon, the guy yeah. that she interviews.
1: Yeah. 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 Mr. Uh, Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. That's right. And, and the way they did that scene, the way she's reading the news, like it's a scoreboard and it's, it's it was very natural born killers esque. Yeah. Like she I'll, was almost excited by
2: it. I was getting like, um, yeah. Death proof vibes, you know. That, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Grindhouse vibe. Yeah, they, yeah.
1: Well, this whole thing is pretty, yeah, pretty. That isn't it? Mm. Um, the George Clooney tattoo I had here is, yeah, that was one of my first reactions. One of the worst. One of the worst. The <laughs> of the it was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> you stupid. <mother. laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't The blast. Uh, I don't think it's ever happened in, From a human before Possibly I can run <laughs> Continue If you can The blast It's
1: the blast On screen tattoo of all time It doesn't A it doesn't look real
2: Yeah it didn't It didn't age well But maybe it was fresh
1: It looks like a henna That hasn't fallen off yet it's
2: quite a, He's quite a thin man It wasn't like he was buffed. Exactly it And it's was... not
1: it's Exactly So it's not contoured to like Oh, the that part around the tricep, yeah, yeah, or like right. it's just—it's not the rock. Yeah. And, um, it kind of looked like that venom symbiote had started eating him, but then stopped at his yeah, neck. Yeah. yeah. Like a venom yeah, thing going it. on. And um, uh, now, IMDb <laughs> trivia—we can't take this too for serious, but apparently it was his idea because yeah. he, he just watched Once for Warriors. <laughs> 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 now, to be fair, that's probably why a lot of people in the '90s got tribal tattoos. Yeah, <laughs>
2: I wish he I wish he talked a bit more like Jake the Mus. Yeah, yeah. Make me some eggs. Well, let us into the club brew. <laughs> Too much talking, not enough speed work. <laughs> um that would have been cool. That would have been cool. How do you bash a bouncer and then get led into the, and then walk into the club? Yeah, so that's or one bouncer of or that was one of the, the logical element, things.
1: You know. I was like, well what That that's actually would not Yeah, it's weird. Yes. Anyway, continue. He was Sorry. very tanned. That was my only other point on him. Very tanned. Yeah, extremely tanned. Oh, and I was kind of—I mean, obviously I knew Tarantino was in this, but I thought it was
2: really good. At playing creep, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I don't think you could play much else, but it was good, man. I thought it was good. Um, yeah,
2: because he, he's fucking annoying in this.
1: Yeah, yeah. You keep, but he's good. Mm. Like acting's not nothing. I reckon it was acting's
2: not nothing.
1: Acting's not nothing, man.
2: It wasn't, like, wasn't the blur star performance <laughs> I've
1: seen. <laughs> 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 i oh, no, That's great. Um, no, I thought, he was, I thought he was the blessed because you hated him, right? Yeah. That's good acting. I yeah, I hated him. you meant to. That's good uh, acting
2: right there. Hey, can I add something that I forgot to say that I loved? Yeah. The music. Good music. I'm... Down with that. What are they, the Tarantula, what are they? Oh, man, hang on. I was listening to them on the way over. Tito and Tarantula. Tito, yeah, I thought it was like, that's, no, that's too cliche. Tito and Tarantula.
1: Now, is Robert Rodriguez in that band?
2: No, but he's.
1: He plays guitar.
2: Does he? He's, yeah. He's, 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 he may have jammed with them. He's very musical. Is he? I had a bunch of clips
1: but then like it doesn't. Didn't work. Uh, they're, they're fine. But he's, like, really, really good at guitar. Really? And other things. And other things. Making movies, making the pictures. Um, there, yeah, there were a few little things in it like that where it's, like, why do you beat up the bouncer? Mm. Well, A, why would you do it? But then B, well, why would you beat up the bouncer of a place you're about to enter anyway? No, because, like, exactly. that's, none of this makes sense. Doesn't make any sense. But the other part, closely followed by another part that doesn't make a lot of sense, where Danny, Tristan. young Danny Trejo is trying to kick them kick out. Kick them out.
2: Why? He wants to eat him. No, but yeah. Get,
1: so if yeah. You, if you want to eat him, I was trying to think: Is it like a bikers and truckers? Is it that that people won't come looking for them? Or like, I don't know. But well, they then get, they get around it just because of a technicality. So it can't be that. It's weird, yeah. isn't
2: it? It's look. It's not. It's not a highlight of the film. Yeah,
1: but Danny Trejo is always this.
2: Why did they make? I mean, did they add a slap on some clay to his traps when he became a vampire? Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Yeah.
2: He's already big and then they're just going, we're going to go a bit hard on the traps. I,
1: I feel like I've seen, uh, maybe it's just my memory of this, but I've, I feel like it's a common thing, like the, the shouldery weird thing, oh. the traps, but I don't think I'm a fan of it.
2: No. No. I'm a fan of Danny Trejo though. Absolutely.
1: One of the youngest Danny Trejo's I've seen. Um, should we dive a little more into just this, the, the wackadoodle premise of this movie? It's a pretty... I like a high concept movie like this. You know me. I like I like something that swings for the fences, does something a little bit weird, mm-hmm. and this is up there, man. Let's make two movies in one. Mm. I I I could have easily just liked the idea of doing that, um, but not liked watching it that much. Like kind of like I was saying with Teen Wolf, but I enjoyed watching it. Just it's as a good.
2: Much. It's a good watching movie. Uh, yeah, it's good for watching. It's good for watching. It's a good watching movie. Like a popcorn movie. Yeah, but yeah. with a bit of. <laughs> yeah,
1: with a bit of green blood. They made the blood green so it wouldn't get an NC17 rating. No, you,
2: know, you should have closed your eyes when you said that. You know, actually. You know, they, but well, I'm like, this film, I feel like at even with green blood, red blood. Censorship is weird, man. I feel like I've, there's not much else they could have thrown in this movie. A nipple. I
1: don't oh, there were nipples, demon nipples. That was
2: weird. Was there demon nipples?
1: Yeah. Well, there was one part where they were all half transformed and like, they were the strippers, and there were four strippers standing there. And the one on the right was full demon. And yeah. it was like hilarious. I think she it was, was meant a to bit be. bigger one. Yeah.
2: They're all different sizes. It yeah, was fascinating. It was, it was funny. Carol was wigging out at that point. Well, yeah. they're all different. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new on air voice for Carol.
1: I feel like she's in the room with us. Hi, honey. <laughs> But yeah, I, I so I the rewatch I rewatched it before I read into the origin story because I had plenty of gaps on this one. Ten's origin story, and I thought like rewatching it now, I thought hey, Tarantino must have. Uh, did they write it together? Did they direct it together? Like it felt like you know how there's some, you know there's some Beatles songs where it's like John Lennon had half a song and Paul McCartney had half a song and they just mush it together, and the song just changes halfway through. Ah, it kind yes. of, I kind of felt like it was maybe that. Did they both have half a movie written? But. But it wasn't the case. So all of it was just more in, there's so much intent. It wasn't just like some kind of weird happy accident.
2: Yes, they are besties. Yeah. So there would have been uh, a little, a lot of, um, you know, two-way dialogue, a lot of yes ending Yeah. through the process, mm. I would have thought.
1: I believe so. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's cute, they're besties, isn't it?
1: Yeah, they're an inter- interesting pair. The other thing I was going to say with just like the two halves is, I, I looked up other movies that do this and- um, there was a long list, but from the ones I've seen, they don't really do it like this. They're more just a mash-up or a, or a nuance here and there. This was like black and white. This was like the characters ran into another movie by accident. You know, it's, mm. Like, mm. it's like literally they ran into a different lot on the <laughs> fucking studio, whatever. It's crazy. But the, I think apparently Psycho, which I haven't seen in a very long time, if I've ever seen it properly ever, apparently that is a bit of a shift
2: maybe. Yeah, yeah. So the chick's That's interesting. Yeah. She's on the she's on the run from a bank robbery as well, I think. Oh, right. Could be getting this wildly incorrect. But my memory is it's a girl by herself. Right. And she's got a ton a ton of cash and she pulls up at this motel, which is something the I was Bates going to talk motel. about, The Bates Motel. Mm. And um sure enough, um, so then it turns into a
1: scary movie. I, um, just
2: on quickly on motels. Yeah, you know, like I was th- messing around with the synopses. You know, I was just gonna go with one saying, you know, lessons here are just stay away from those cheap motels.
1: Yeah, I, well, I do. Like movies, <laughs> movies have. I, I can't. I couldn't. No, ah. actually, I have now and then. Like um. Like visiting family in the South Coast or whatever, and you end up in a place that not like not a seedy place or anything, yeah. but you know places that look very motel-y like in the movies. Yeah. And I'm always a bit funny about it. Yeah. yeah, it
2: feels weird. We stayed at one in the states um, a couple of years See, ago. Yeah, I find that scary. Pre Carol, not pre Carol. She was on the trip, but she hadn't arrived. Pre Carol on the trip. Yeah, she had a week for the Bucks was party. The guy
1: working there, like some creepy Andy Dick type.
2: He was a little weird. He wasn't quite full tilt weird. He was weird yeah. enough. We we're in Salt Lake City. Shout out to our Salt Lake City oh, friends. So of the show. maybe
1: a Mormon, perhaps.
2: I would assume so. Mm-hmm. He's a lovely um, man. Uh, <clears throat> and yeah, it was kind of weird. Actually, got bed bugs. Um, oh fuck! Because we'd gone so hard in Vegas, we're like, all right, let's be frugal. It's only for a night's sleep. Let's. Uh, yeah. Uh, then you get the bed bugs. Get the bed bugs. The bed bugs. Uh, Goddamn bed bugs! Oh, and I thought it was
1: fun because obviously we the only Tarantino movie we've done so far is um, Pulp Fiction. We talked a lot there about the the Tarantino universe and how there's actually two kind of movie universes. Uh huh. There's like the real people, like the Vincents and Jules's in Pulp Fiction, but then there's the movies they watch, which is like this movie. So yeah, this is the s- cinematic universe within a cinematic uh, universe. Yes. This is the movie within a movie of sorts. This and Kill Bill, and I think a couple others I can't remember now. A sort of Live on that level,
2: and they still have big Kahuna burgers in the movie. Movie big
1: Kahuna burgers, and the beer brand was in Desperado. Yeah, I feel it was called Cherry right?
2: or something. No, this Chongo or something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Something
1: Chongo beer. Chongo beer. Um, why don't we bring? Yeah, uh, let's bring it back to Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, an interesting fella,
2: big time. Can I? Can are, you make, a, are you a Rodriguez guy? So I think by virtue of having seen all most of his movies and enjoyed them, I am. But I'll make a confession here on the show mm. tonight yeah. in front of you and mm-hmm. your dog. Ba, ba, ba. i bit of a racial stereotype. I always pictured him looking, well, like Danny Trejo. Oh, right. I kind of thought he was a fair bit older and yeah. just pictured him as a more, I don't know, a bit more Mexican-y. Yeah. he's um, Texas-y. But he's, yeah, he's Tex-Mex.
1: He's all, yeah, Tex-Mex. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so.
2: Yeah, so I saw this photo. I'd never really seen much of him, and like, all oh, right. But man, he's epic. Like, obviously, he's Mexican, um, American. It's not like he's. I'm like wildly off thing. I just yeah, did a bit more of a Trejo vibe. Yeah, but I think it's the age thing, really, because man, he's like 51 now.
1: He was 23 when 23. He made, El Mariachi. When he made this. No, no, El Mariachi.
2: Oh, yeah. So what was he when he made this? Like uh, 24. No. Yeah,
1: no, like 25 or something. Yeah, yeah man, it was like it's like crazy. Yeah.
2: Man, where do they get the confidence to do this shit at that age? Like it's oh, taken it us till our mid to late 30s. 26. To talk into a microphone. 27. 26 or
1: 27. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. He's one of those ones, motherfucker. So he made – all right, so he dropped out No, hang on. What did he do? He made a short film in 1991 called Bedhead that got a lot of uh, festival attention there. Yeah. And off the back of that, he was like, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can make the pictures. Mm. So he made. he scraped together seven grand – by volunteering at fucking medical, you know, tests oh, yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't make them used to do that. <laughs> he that fully did it. And he's like, he's got scars and shit to prove it. Like he's, he's done all... Scars? Yeah. I got a isn't it just tablets? They do all different shit. So.
2: Oh, man.
0: I have daily reminders. I have scars to from a lot of them. One, one of them was a drug that uh, was a speed healer drug. Right. You know, how do you test a drug like that? You, you know? cut people. They sure. wound you, yeah. So they would cut holes out of your arms and put the speed healer on one and the placebo on the other, and then do tests on you. And they paid you about hundred bucks a day, which for a college kid, you know, it's sure. a lot of dough. You know, I made three thousand dollars in one month. For mariachi. Are there lifers in there? Or are there guys that are just like you know, Hey, welcome back, Robert. Nice to see you. <laughs> you know, there's. You know, <laughs> no wants and... to think of themselves as a lifer, but there are right. a lot of guys that you know next month they'll be right back in there because it's easy. It's good money. It's easy money. They... And you can't leave. You have to stay. I mean, the, the yeah, amazing that's thing, the whole to me thing. Was you had to live like a, a Mormon. There were no coffee, yeah, no you know, cigarettes, no anything to foul the study. In fact, one time I had one of those heart monitors on. They have all these heart monitors on to make sure your heartbeat can't go up a certain rate. So we're right. all in the television recreation room watching, and then, you know, some dirty movie would come on, and we all had to leave. You because the heartbeats would go up too much. And wow. You, you guys had cable? They had cable. They had VCRs. They had pool. They had, you know, foosball. They had all kinds of recreational stuff,
1: yeah. Anyway, he was a lab rat. He went to great lengths to get
2: this shit funded. Dedication. Yeah.
1: So if, seven grand later, he made El Mariachi all in Spanish with a bunch of people I'd never heard of. Um, you know, eventually the titular Mariachi would be played by Antonio Banderas in Desperado. Mm-hmm but um, it did get a release in the US and became a bit of a, I mean I wouldn't say, I don't think it was like a huge commercial success or anything, but it definitely put him on the put map. Put him
2: on the map, the yeah. Hollywood. the Hollywood
1: Hollywood map. map. Yeah, yeah. And he said he always planned to make three El Mariachi movies, which is interesting too. I only saw the third one, that Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Did you see that? I
2: think I have. I saw
1: it once, but I wasn't into it. But I I wasn't really in the zone. Yeah, I, I was, think I, I had a similar <laughs> experience.
2: All I remember is that Johnny Depp had a fake cast and his hand was under the table with a gun.
1: Bam. Oh, classic. Classic. And Bleeding Eyes. The old Cincinnati
2: point. Shuffle, I think they call it.
1: Oh, is that what that is? I don't know. <laughs> it's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so then he went into Desperado and that was like the big, big one. And I, I learned today he was actually – Supposed to direct Zorro, oh yeah, and he cast Antonio Banderas in that, and then walked away. Yeah, I'm not sure why. It, it actually came up in that same interview. And actually, I should I should mention that interview. You guys couldn't see it. The only visual I've ever seen of Robert Rodriguez without a hat. Someone's hat. It's interesting. There's always a hat.
2: Yeah, and i sometimes I've, it's the little the one photo I've ever seen of him, which was today. He had a hat. Yeah. <laughs> So he's always wearing hats, man. The
1: man likes a hat, even like to the Oscars or whatever. He's wearing hats,
2: he wears it well. He's got
1: a like a Texan, yeah, yeah.
2: like a Stetson style. It's a good look, yeah, yeah. It suits him.
1: And you see him directing this movie, he's walking around with his hat and the guitar all the time. He's just like playing his guitar. I love this guy, he's a cool guy. He's got his style, well, he's done all these things, He's, he's got his own studio. They do shit differently to everyone else. He's got a spotty record, like not all of his movies are great. Eh, but he swings who, for the fences. Who's are? He always does interesting shit, and he does it differently. He edits his own shit. Yeah, he does yeah. these things for super low budget, and just says, "I'll just edit it myself." What What the fuck do I get? And um, it's so weird because he's he's he does movies like this, and then like the complete opposite. He does like Spy Spike Kids, Kids and yeah. Shark Boy and Lava Girl.
2: Well, he does have. So at the time, he was my age. He had five kids. Ah. So in his spare time while making all these movies. <laughs>
1: he's making babies. Five. One for each movie. Yeah, perhaps. Oh, interesting. Maybe they're all named after movies. You
2: can only assume. Yeah.
1: Let's assume. Another fact created here on Double Impact.
2: And we are learning them tonight.
1: He actually had one that I've been doing recently in terms of creativity, creative process and stuff. He's decided, I've, I've tried to do this but I can't quite, haven't executed it the same way, but he finds he's most creative in the morning but hates getting out of bed. And, you know, then if he gets up, then he has to like go do a thing and this whatever and you don't Poo. get started or whatever, anything. Just life, life, life happens. Um, so now he just wakes up, grabs his laptop off the side table or whatever and starts writing as soon as he wakes up. And just like before the, you know, before you're overly conscious of everything, just let it pour
2: out. Ooh.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and he's a man of principle. Is, Is
2: he? he I, um, I'm glad to hear yeah. that there's no skeletons in his closet. Well, you know. Well, there may be. You didn't say I mean. that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm glad to hear there's no he probably controversies literally of has, note.
1: He probably literally has skeletons in his closet.
2: Yeah, that's okay. Will your marijuana? Sorry.
1: You know with, um, with Sin City, He because um, that was based on the comic book by Frank Miller and he did it like shot for shot. So he wanted to credit Frank Miller as co-director, uh-huh. but the Directors Guild or whatever said you can't do that. So he quit the Directors Guild um, just so he could do that for Frank Miller. And because he did that, he wasn't able to direct John Carter, which sounds like a dodgeball in hindsight, but at the time that was
2: a big deal. What was John Carter again? Exactly. Is that the hospital one? It's- no, that's John Q. <laughs> John's <laughs> Coach Carter yeah. and John Q. <laughs> <laughs> merged into
1: one. It's uh, oh, sorry, Steve. Oh, he um, didn't – did you fart? No, I accidentally like clotheslined him. Oh,
2: he's come over here. He's safe now. <laughs> You'll be okay here, pal. Yeah, is he being the sweetest dog today? He is. <laughs> nice. Um. <laughs> the goodest boy.
1: Oh, yeah. And so because of that I couldn't do John Carter. John Carter was that <laughs> big um, – big, big, one of the biggest flops of all time. It was supposed to be the next Star Wars. It's based on an old book and everyone wanted to do it and uh, it was a big Disney thing that didn't work.
2: Yeah, is it like a tarzani type primary? No, John Carter of Mars. Ah, yeah, but he does go to Tarzan like fight a big.
1: Yeah, I can see where you get there. No, because he wears like a loincloth, cloth, I think. Yeah, does he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe hang on. he. You know, he's slinging rocks at a monster and shit.
2: Yeah, that's that's, that's all I know yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get some images up for my own personal. Yeah. What about um? That's what I was thinking.
1: Did you watch the Grindhouse movies? The I did Planet Terror and um. Death Proof,
2: Death Proof, and was there a third one? Nah, it's two double feature. Ah. Well,
1: Machete came after, which was Machete. Started as a trailer in that. that uh, so yeah, that, I saw all
2: that stuff. I I, I enjoy watching. I, all I liked those.
1: it. I didn't like Death Proof.
2: That, one of them was a bit contrived. It was over stylized with the dialogue. Yeah, that was the Tarantino one. That was Death yeah, yeah. In the in the when the girls are talking because this the,
1: was a point. I was just like, yeah, there was too much talking. It yeah. was it was like almost a someone trying to do Tarantino.
2: Hey, um, I would say though, Bechdel test on those ones. Yeah, that's true. The uh, yeah, I
1: liked Planet Terror and I think at that point in my life I was like, I think I don't like Tarantino anymore. Yep.
2: Yeah, and Fair I was enough.
1: Like, and I was like, maybe maybe this is my guy. Rodriguez is my guy. Mm. Yeah, not bad. Did you see his new one, Alita Battle Angel? No. Nah. No, I never
2: saw that either. Spy, Spy Kids 3D?
1: No. But I'm interested in watching them someday with a kid. Maybe my kid.
2: Maybe. <laughs> Maybe.
1: Oh, he also wrote Predators, the sequel. Predators. The That's the newest sequel, right? The not the newest. Oh God. I guess technically it would be it's Predator three. So confusing. It's the best sequel. Ah yes. Um, but he wrote that like before he was famous.
2: And just had it kicking yeah, around.
1: Just had it in the chamber.
2: Seemed to have a number of things just kicking around. He's a very creative dude, man.
1: He Respect is. to the guy. Maybe it's in the hat.
2: What's he, what's he hiding in there? Mm, it's his Achilles opposite. What's the opposite of Achilles? Hat. Yeah, it's his hat. <laughs> yes, his secret hat. Should we talk cast a little bit? Please.
1: So obviously we've got Clune Dog up there, um, old bobblehead Cloon Dog. This was his big break, like we said. Yeah. And as I said, Robert Rodriguez was
2: quite fond of this
1: man quite
2: yeah well he's he's a fundable man
1: and he said to him i'm gonna make a fucking movie star out of you i got a little clip here i think it was from the director's commentary rodriguez talking about this very fact and the way he did it and the way he had to accommodate for the old slanty head of old mate
0: giving george lots of hero shots i kept telling george i wanted to make him a movie star after this There's a lot of tv actors will go and try to make it in the movies and they don't so if anything you're going to look great and you're going to sound great and we're going to have you always looking into the camera because one thing I noticed in ER is he always had his head down, and it's television shot <laughs> always kind of far away. And you couldn't really see him that well. I never really got a real sense of what he was like on ER. And I wanted him to really feel different in this movie. There's a steady cam again for this shot. So I put a lot of 65 millimeters on him and really had him look almost right into the camera. He never gets to look at the other actors. He's always looking at a piece of tape that I've taped inside the mat box so that he always looks like he's looking into the audience. And down at the audience. I'm always below him. I'm sitting on a chair, aimed up, handheld at him. So that uh yeah. he kept getting reviews saying that he was very powerful on the screen because the audience is down on their knees basically looking up at him as he has a gun pointed at their head. So it helped really lend a sense of power to him. That I think helped him nail things like Batman and stuff.
2: That's crazy.
1: And next thing you know, he's playing Batman in the worst Batman movie ever. <laughs> Thank you, Rodriguez.
2: <laughs> Thank you for Mr. Freeze. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. It's cool, huh? It's very cool.
1: I think this is the one thing I'm missing since the DVD era It's all the little special features. Yeah. Why don't they have that on Netflix and shit? Yeah, no, that's I a good point. I would love that. I'll pay more I would hundred percent pay
2: more. Oh, let's let's negotiate slower. I'll double it. <laughs> <laughs> But, I
1: would. I really would.
2: Uh, yeah, like that's good content. It will make our life easier for this fucking show. Yeah,
1: every now and then, when um, something's not on streaming and we have to buy it, sometimes mm. there'll be iTunes extras. Yeah, for that stuff. But um, which I'd end up normally
2: forgetting to watch. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I used to watch all those. Sometimes I'd have multiple commentary tracks. There's yeah, great yeah. ones. I think there's there's a famous one, Terminator Three, with Arnold doing it and <laughs> he does the problems
2: from day one no he does not want because
1: you know there's a scene in terminator 3 it's a the female terminator yeah, yeah. and she makes her boobs bigger and he's commentating over he that, like
0: this scene with the enlargement of the press was fantastic because again it was one of those things i mean in the movie it was used kind of like okay if that's what guys would like
1: to see if this this world deals with big breasts then so be it i'm gonna just have bigger breasts but in the audience, it was this uh, kind of like immediately, you saw women sitting there telling each other, oh, that's a great idea you have to check out where the where you get that done. Because there's some guys that like little breasts, and there's some guys that like big breasts. So wouldn't it be nice if you can play both sides, you know, sometimes even simultaneously. <laughs> and apparently through the whole commentary, he's just Explaining what you're saying, he's not giving any insight <laughs> to anything. And you see here, it's big, she's making the boobs because everything.
2: <laughs> this is my character walking in the door.
1: See, on the interesting story that door is, is there
2: <laughs> <laughs> on the set in Hollywood. It's the movie Oh man! But it is. I said earlier, it was. A, it's. I think it is a bold first movie for anyone coming out of something yeah, like yeah. straight up.
1: He makes bold choices. All the time, well, though. that's the
2: thing. I mean, that one I would say he did hedge his bets somewhat with one fine day.
1: I think it's a mix, like, he has he seems to do like a safe one and then an out there,
2: one. yeah. But he's done three kings, I yeah,
1: I've enjoyed three kings. Her brother were out there,
2: brother, so he's worked with Cohen Brothers, he's worked with Wes Anderson, obviously, as well. What was his Wes Anderson one? Fantastic Mr. Fox, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, great voice, yeah, great voice. Uh, he yeah. got after the pay dirt there in Perfect Storm. Oh yeah, I like Perfect Storm. I don't
1: think I've seen it.
2: You've never seen Perfect Storm uh. with with crazy, confused, angry Mark Warburg? My God, It's
1: a big wave. Hey, how you doing, Wave? <laughs> How'd you get there? I'm gonna do some pull ups now. Okay.
2: <laughs> you haven't seen that? It's on TV. I so feel like I just much. saw it.
1: now. Wait, who's the third guy? There's a the third guy in that, right?
2: John C. John C. Riley in it. Oh uh, yeah, hey, hey, w- he's he likes to bounce around as well. There. <laughs>
1: I and it's try, also and got, who's now, our
2: mate from whose name I promised I would never forget from Go. He's in Go. Timothy
1: Oliphant. <laughs> no, Timothy Oliphant. Oh, uh, William Fickner. William
2: Fickner. Oh, the man himself. He's in it. Oh, Billy Fick. Love him. Yeah, well done. I'm glad one of us didn't fuck that oh, up. Oh, that was close. I
1: nearly didn't get there.
2: Oh, God, I mean, that was, that was my takeout for this whole podcast was not to forget his name.
1: <laughs> But, yeah, bold choices all around. I'm yes. forgetting others but constantly. He's, he's always
2: doing weird shit. He's quite heavy in the activist space. He's a man of his uh, beliefs.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like in Team America World Police. Uh-huh.
2: Well,
1: he's married to a, to a, what she A UN do? lawyer or something. Yeah, she's a big deal. She's a
2: big deal. He has a house in Lake Como and other terrific places. Yeah. So, yeah, you could kind of say he's made it. Yeah. So, and he's been
1: forty for about thirty years.
2: And apparently, it's all yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently, it's all thanks to Robert Rodriguez filming from his knees.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Juliette Lewis, I thought was at first. I was like, oh yeah, she's in this movie, whatever. But then throughout the movie, she really, I, she really grew on me as like she does that. She may be MVP for B. We'll get into that. Um, but she's there's that one particular part where they have this shot. So she just says something. She's got this weird off tempo thing, like a yeah. Walken or or a or a Jeff Goldblum. She's mm. got that weird vibe going on,
2: and everything she's in, I
1: always like her. Yeah, she's, she's just
2: not in enough. She's very cool. She's quite out there. Yeah, in real life. Yeah, and you, yeah. Do you follow her on the gram? No. She's she was in a she's in like a she's a front person oh, for like a band. That years ago, she's yeah. pretty. She's pretty out there. Yeah, well, but why, why don't we, we get more of, of her? her. Uh, she probably does as much as she wants to. Yeah, she's, yeah, That's she does the me one it. of those. Yeah. She's very cool. She's very cool.
1: Um, Harvey Keitel, he's good in this, I guess, but I kept going back and forth on whether he was maybe miscast in this. Like he was fine, but I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. I don't know. Something about Interesting. it just was like didn't sit right.
2: I liked it because he was like strong but restraint and. Kind of had a falling down vibe about him. I liked
1: it. He did have a falling down vibe. Maybe about it was the
2: shirt. Maybe it was just a short sleeve, button up <laughs> yeah. white shirt. Well, but he did look like a man that could crack at any point.
1: You know what's funny? I forgot to mention him in, in my memory of this movie. Not not up until this rewatch, but in the early watches, I think at some point I didn't even realize it was Harvey tell.: mm, Yeah, fair enough. I think yeah. I I thought it was um, Gene Hackman. I think because he's an actor. Yeah, he really lost himself in that role. Should we get into some of the smaller players? Yeah. So we had, we had um, Michael Parks as the sheriff who dies.
0: Put me out a bottle of that jack, will you? Yeah. I think I'm going to get tanked
2: tonight. So he's become a. He, this was his first. It was his role first. In, the, in this universe?
1: As this character. Mm-hmm. But he comes Even though he died, he comes back in Kill Bill and in Planet Terror, uh-huh. where he dies again. Yeah. Danny Trejo plays Razor Charlie.
2: This bar is for
1: bikers and truckers only. Now, he's been in nine Rodriguez movies and usually named after a blade of some sort. Ah, so he was Machete. Great. Machete. He was also his character's name in Spy Kids is also Machete, Uncle Machete. And um, in this, he was raised Razor Charlie. In Desperado, he's Navajas, Navajas, which apparently is Spanish for folding knife. Um, in Predators his name is Cuchillo, which is apparently is Spanish for... Butter knife. ...blade or something, I don't know. Um, so he's always Cheese a knife. knife. He's always a knife. And then in Machete is Machete. Bread knife. <laughs> Sex Machine, played by Tom Savini. And I didn't know who he was, but he's another special effects makeup. Yeah, he's too. apparently... And a
2: stuntman. A big in the, in the certain genres of horror worked, or something. Yeah, or? he
1: worked on Dawn of the Dead with George A. Romero. Oh. And he had a small role in it too, as a character named Blades, who, who looks like the same costume basically. So he's basically like a throwback to his own character. Cool. Did he really have a cool. whip
2: in other ones?
1: I'm not sure if he had a whip. I'm not sure. Did he have a whip in this? He yeah. had a whip in this. Yeah. 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 And then the cock gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was, um, of course, in Desperado, as we mentioned. So, and he was also in Planet Terror. I don't, I don't think it's the same character, but. Yeah, he was in Planet Terror as well, and yeah, apparently he's a stunt man and he does the makeups there and the, all that shit. Another interesting character. And then Fred Williamson as Frost,
0: Monkey Man. Anything you got to say to them?
1: Say to me first. Who was big in the black exploitation films? Apparently, yeah, huh? None of which I was knew of. I read them all. Yeah, yeah, definitely a, a gap for me. Yeah, my filmographies. Um, but he was great. Yeah, um, these guys
2: all, <laughs> Carol's freaking out. She's like, who are all these new characters? Yeah. Who are they? Why are they there? Who are they?
1: Aro was a bit like that. There's that point where they all turn around and they're like an ensemble. Yeah, it's like
2: they've just come in the movie and yeah, now they're yeah. like front and centre. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Oh, I loved it. Cheech. Cheech Marin.
1: Played three it's characters iconic. in this. Yeah. Yeah. What do we really? have? He played the border cop. Uh-huh. He played the moon. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Wait, that sounds racist if I do that. I just didn't want to say pussy too much.
2: I I don't think you can impersonate Cheech without sounding like you're putting on a thick Mexican accent. That's yeah,
1: yeah. I'm not a, trying to offend Mexicans. I'm just offending Cheech, if that's okay.
2: It's a very but it, it's a very point. It's like the best quote in the whole movie. Yeah. Movie.
1: Movie. And then he plays Old mate that's supposed to meet him at Carlos the, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Have you been here? <laughs> yeah, it's in the wilderness. I've driven past <laughs> it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It is great. It is great. Yeah.
1: Always good. I think he's in every, every Rodriguez movie. Is
2: he? Yeah. Did you ever watch Cheech and Chong much when you were a kid? No. T- Not at all, t- I don't high think. High Times or any of that stuff? The it's Corsican Brothers.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Kelly Preston we mentioned. John Saxon we mentioned. Also in Nightmare on Elm Street, just to. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, He's yeah. the local dad. cop
2: or the dad, both. Ah, cop dad, cop
1: dad, and of course, who could forget Selma Hayek? In what is really just a cameo, I suppose.
2: Santanico, what's the name? I can't remember,
1: but apparently it's a movie.
2: Yeah, he would written. it. I think the character was originally blonde, I guess, because he was called. She was called Blonde Death in the ah, script, right? And then when it was when it was Selma, he changed it to. Santanico Pandemico or some. That pan- checks out because
1: pandi- they'll throw Madonna's name around a bit because apparently she's, oh, Selma yeah. Hayek scared of snakes. And oh, what? she's like, I can't do it. And like, well, Madonna will do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think not not as. It was all in good fun. They're mates.
2: Well, it, I think the other thing is Selma Hayek is a little bit more petite so she had smaller feet which could actually get further into Tarantino's larynx.
1: Yeah, I think... He- Tarantino would have needed some kind of protective gear if it was Madonna's feet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like a sock. She's kind of like a uh, Mr. Burns type now. <laughs> Madonna. Are I you mean, age now. shaming Madonna? No, I'm Madonna shaming Madonna. <laughs> what's she up to these days? She's posting weird videos. Kabbalahing? Oh, who knows? I don't even know
2: what that what's means. It's the new Kabbalah. Uh, yeah, hey, it's you know good. what's interesting, Kabbalah's though? So. 2000.
1: In watching this with Ara, she's like, oh, this is where Britney Spears got her snake dance from. Remember the MTV Awards oh, one you? Oh, yeah. Looked into it. Same snake.
2: Oh, it's what's a al- snake's an albino
1: name? something called Banana.
2: Banana.
1: It's a good name, isn't it? Did you know that? Is that why you asked? No. No, I didn't. Just I, the, I yeah. was
2: curious to know the snake's name. Banana. I wonder if it's mates with um famous um, monkey. Yeah.
1: What was his name again? Marcel. No, that's <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> basically. That's his character's name.
1: Rondo or something—it was something ordinary. Yeah. Um, so, just in terms of legacy, before we get into verdict, this did have two sequels that I never saw, straight to video. Um, yeah. But, but not—they did not uh, they didn't look too degrade. Like the first sequel from Dusted on to Texas Blood Money was directed by the co-writer of Evil Dead Two, Scott Spiegel. Ah, uh, Spigley. And had Robert Patrick in the – Yes.
2: yeah. Have you seen this vampire? Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, but it, I have um, seen it. Oh, you have seen it. Is yes. it good?
2: I can't remember. Uh, what an anti-climax. Rather, yeah. I think I'm going to go with medium. Dinner. I don't see how it
1: could be good because I like this movie because of all the things we said, yeah. which is not – I don't like it because it's a vampire movie. Like yeah. you can't just make a sequel that would have the same thing going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, that had a critic score of 9% and an audience score of 20%. And then From *Dust to Dawn 3, The Hangman's Daughter, which was actually a prequel, um, had a, a critic score of 22% and an audience score of 23%. Nice.
2: Universally also, agreed to be shithouse.
1: Yeah, basically. Then there was also a TV show which was debuted ah, yes. alongside the launch of the L Rey television network, uh-huh. which was Rodriguez's network. Uh-huh. He directed the first two episodes and – um. It's not very good. I remember watching it when Did it came out. Did you get the ball out. rolling with the
2: first couple okay? No. So no. basically
1: I, I believe it is basically a remake of the first movie, just just stretched out a lot. So the okay. first episode is kind of just the convenience store bit. And they added, again, like I was saying with the sequels, it kind of loses the whole thing that is interesting about this movie, which is the two movies in one extremes. Uh-huh. Like I believe there's vampires even in that part. It's yeah, and there's some supernatural element to the Crazy Brothers happy yeah, visions.
2: They've, and had, they've added some werewolves in there. Probably,
1: there's a Teen Wolf going mm, by. Oh, mm. I was thinking. Now was are saying in Teen Wolf. How I wish more teen movies just had monsters in them, like American Pie mm. with werewolves. Yeah, like
2: <laughs> that's a great title. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, interesting you said that because brackets. I was, I was thinking something similar here, like Roadhouse with vampires. Ooh. Mm? What other one did I have? The Five Bloods with vampires? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? But then I realised that is actually a thing. There was a bunch of books and I think they were made into movies. There was like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter.
2: So someone Yeah, that's, has, yeah that is a thing. Someone
1: has it? done that, which I think is pretty funny. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever really want to watch it, but I just love that it, that it, exists. it exists. Yes.
2: <laughs> I've uh, never heard much of his music, but he's doing it. And I respect, respect
1: that. that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, momentous occasion too. Both wives of the show finally admitted that Selma Hayek was hot. That's right. Right up until that scene I was still arguing with Ara about it. And then she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The scene happened and she's like, yeah, oh, I, get uh, I guess she's like. And then she's like 1996.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Age shaming <laughs> Selma <laughs> Should we get into the verdicts? Let's go through the verdict bits. Good call. I don't know what to say, really.
0: I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further, Your Honor.
2: And That's all I had to say about that.
1: So overall, I think I said it. I love it. A big part of it is the the concept and the balls out approach to like let's just make two different movies that smush together in the middle.
2: That'll yeah. be fun, and they're both fun. Yes, film student. Film student Tristan <laughs> loves it.
1: Uh, well, post film student yeah. Tristan loves it too.
2: Po po <laughs> po po feistu po yeah, yeah. Um, what about you? Yeah, like it's, it's, it's a rewatch. I, as I say, it, it, there's some of the shine, sheen, shine was off. Interesting. But I still enjoy it. I put
1: this in top five rewatches for me. Really? Out of the, our movies.
2: I ha- oh, five. I happily, ten. I happily watched it. I happily watched it. And I'll watch it again. Yeah. Oh, not anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just an enjoyable little romp. I think I will watch it again soon.
1: Ah, who's I'm got gonna, time? Gonna I would that. like to. I like I, the idea. Of it that. left me wanting more.
2: It does do that, doesn't it? I think yeah. is it partially the pan out at the end with the Aztec-y? It's, yeah, yeah. I yeah. dug that when I was. That was fun. I uh,
1: still like that. That was good.
2: Did Simpsons do it? No. <laughs> I did see. I did when I did the old Google Dustledon Simpsons and a Tom Savini clip came up. What's that? I don't know. Tom Savini was on the Simpsons. Who's Tom Savini? The Sex machine man. Oh, <laughs> the guy we just. How spoke soon about. we forget? <laughs> we. <laughs> how soon normally, we forget? How normally? How how soon normally? You, but this time me forget. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, you just made up
1: that name. What, what did he do with it?
2: I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce was sitting there, and I was like, okay. Yeah. He
1: had a lot of credits, like random things. When I looked him up, He'd yeah, done lots of. has been a busy man. Yeah, um, porn parody. Yes.
2: I didn't, I'm didn't. i still scarred from last week's porn <laughs> search.
1: I'm willing to uh, like, roll
2: the dice. Good so on you. There's some Maybe that'll get Teen Wolf search out of my head. It's, <laughs> it's not pretty. There
1: seem to be some that it is called From Dust Till Dawn, but there's some cleverer ones called From Lust Till Dawn. Oh, yeah, that is good. Yeah. Um, uh, Bechdel test. Yes. No. Actually, no. <clears throat> Definitely no. not. <laughs> not even close. No. Um, FX test. Hell yeah. And explosions test, hell yeah, yeah. Almost almost Molotov cocktails. Pretty close. Yeah. And the weaponry, we didn't talk much about the weaponry. Oh, he shoots overall. the. That's yeah, a, the toilet paper yeah, thing. Yeah, because yeah. that's almost a Molotov yeah,
2: cocktail. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a deconstructed molly.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, the one thing I was going to say with the weapons though is uh-huh. I always think crossbow is the shittest weapon. Yeah. Or any arrow situation where you have a finite. Unless you're an elf. Unless you're an elf and you've got a lot of arrows. Yeah. Like I think probably the chainsaw arrow or the water pistol with blessed water is probably pretty yeah, good. Yeah,
2: I thought the big the big nah, thing was too cumbersome. You're gonna spend too long.
1: Well they seem to explode right away.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: But you gotta get close. Yeah. Well the gun actually is probably just the best because they just put little crosses on the bullet. I think the gun's the best.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, you are getting around out of bullets though. Yeah. I guess. A few water bombs for a fit of long range. I don't know. It's mm. hard, it's hard. Oh, I really like this movie. I'm just thinking back to that.
1: <laughs> the end as well, like you're saying
2: when they come anyway. Yeah, yeah, the we, end's great. Yeah. <laughs> but what's this El Ray place? Is it bad? Because he's saying it's beach and
1: Oh, that's the other thing I was gonna say. That El, this El Ray place is the safe haven or whatever. Yeah. Which he ends up naming his network. Yeah, yeah. El yeah. Ray. Interesting.
2: Because mm. remember at the end, he's like, I'm not gonna take you with me. She's like, Can I come with you? Need some companies like um I'm an asshole but I'm not a fucking asshole or something. Yeah, I'm just a murderer. <laughs> but then he doesn't give her much cash. Well, that's, he's like, here, have some money. It's got to be thinking. like ten grand. She's just lost her dad and her brother. And She's, she's on in, her own. In Mexico. In Mexico, Mexico, the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. And he's like, here, I'm a good guy. I'll give Does you. the
1: car still work? Who knows? 10,
2: she the what, what are you going to do with a, that board of cash? Yeah. How's she going to reestablish herself?
1: A young woman by herself with cash. Like she could just get robbed immediately. Yeah,
2: in like a sketchy part of Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> irresponsible. Yeah. Irresponsible. Why don't you just lock her in the car and wind the window up and say I'll see you in six months? Yeah.
1: <gasps> recast these. Do you have any recast
2: Um, Not a very good one but I thought you could recast a lot of them from the cast of The Office USA. Okay. So you could have Interesting. John Krasinski as Seth. Oh, yeah. And then Dwight. Dwight. Rain Wilson as Tarantino. Pretty yep. much because they look the same. Yep. Um, then you could have uh, Steve Carell as the dad. <laughs> you could. He's serious now. He's serious He's got now. Career. He's done a very serious. He was that creepy guy in the wrestling one with Jenning Tatum. Yeah. And then others.
1: Yeah. What about That's you? It's not bad. I had a couple. Yeah, oh nice. I had What'd a bit have? of a gag one, Greg. I had a bit of fun with oh, it. Oh, good, good. I thought Arnold, Arnold and Danny DeVito. <laughs> 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 They're about as genetically similar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, they Or Tarantino and Clooney could do a remake of Twins. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. The uh, uh, the other one I had was um, Ryan Gosling as George Clooney oh, yeah. for the tatted up version from Beyond the Pines.
2: Oh, yeah, that works. And Similar bowl cut. I feel he pulled the bowl cut off quite well.
1: Yeah, he always had that weird haircut. I didn't get that.
2: Mm, it's like a Caesar cut.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and Jonah Hill as the shit bad oh, brother. Oh, yeah. Good, he'd he'd good. be a good psycho. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're the only, they're the only two I really looked at. I like that. They're good. Um, Six degrees JCBD.
2: Tarantino into.
1: Danny Root? Trejo into Inferno.
2: Oh, I went oh. Tarantino into Rosanna Arquette.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. Not bad. Nope. One degree each. We'll call that a draw.
2: We'll call it a draw. <laughs> What a draw.
1: My MVP I want to say Juliet Lewis. By the end of the movie, I was like, Isn't she great? Yeah. But I guess throughout. She, she wasn't the one throughout that I was pretty impressed with Quinn and Tarantino. Some somewhere yeah. between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I had Harvey or George. George. George was good, especially considering it's his
2: debit. Yeah. And he was filmed his knees. Yeah. He owned it. You you
1: wouldn't know that this was his debit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He does wobble his wobble, head. Wobble head. He does wobble his head, which someone's pointed out very astutely.
1: Well, yeah. Well, I when posted that facts. we're, literally today, I posted that we're doing this episode and a friend of the show, shout out to Steve, said, oh, he's got full head tilt in this one. <laughs> he does. It's so good. And while I saw that message, I'm watching a compilation of him wobbling his head <laughs> on YouTube.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. On you, yeah, Steve. Good, good, bands.
1: good bands. Good bands, good um, bands. I suppose that's it. What are we doing next week? Uh, we're Bit doing of a change office, of office Space. Yeah, Office Space. A real-life horror. A, <laughs> yeah. a, a horror that hits way closer to home. Yes, yes. We're changing the, the titty twister for the office cubicle. We're changing, I know where I'd rather be.
2: We're changing Danny Trejo for Bill Lomberg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to watch that. I love that movie. Me too.
1: I haven't watched it for a while and I'm at a live stage now where it's going to resonate differently, I'm sure. (laughs) But I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Um, I think that's us. I think that's it. All right. Leave (laughs) a (laughs) review. See
2: you next week.
1: See you next week, gang.